You're listening to The Eye of the Survivor with Tanya G.J. Prince. I'm familiar and aware that sometimes the social justice work that you do, um, you see it as good. Other people see it as hate. I'm, I'm familiar with that. When uh, I was, I guess, we were being told that we had to accept being called pregnant people, people with vulvas, and I, I don't know, some, some of those other weird languages that really, to me, sounded dehumanizing. And I'll never forget, I was having a conversation. We had seen um, uh, we had seen a post about black birthing bodies or birthing bodies. Eh? And some women and I were having a discussion on social media about it. And another, you know, uh, activist in women's work accused us of, of being transphobic. And... We were saying how, you know, how, how is discussing our own bodies and our own health in terms about that are used to describe, you're describing us. How is that, you know, hateful? How, how could that be hateful? Besides, we're responding to something that we were called, you know. So, you know, it's, it's baffling to me. And then the other thing that we were told was, hey, uh... Black women weren't considered women, which, you know, it's like, I don't know what, I don't know who your source is, you know, uh, which KKK group you got that from, or, and, and you know, why I'm supposed to listen to that. I, I didn't get it. And I'll tell you why I didn't get it. Because, you know, like a lot of um, black households, my extended family includes nurses, it includes teachers. It includes social workers. Uh, the you know the those professions were, and so these were you know well. So I tell you that to say, medical racism and the history of it has been a conversation that I've been around since I was a child. Um, you know, hearing about uh uh the Tuskegee experiment, hearing about, uh, 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 you know, things that were done to black soldiers, you know, chemicals that were, ex they were experimented upon and, and, and not even just that, not even just the factual history of it. Listen, when there are people in your family suffering, and some of those people have been to Vietnam and other wars, Quietly, people are going to whisper about why Uncle Fred, for instance, um, looks different, talks different, all of those things that, you know, are PTSD, of course, but things even more so than that, uh, medical experimentation, evidence of medical experimentation. People talk about not getting caught being crazy. Because to get caught being crazy, meaning like if you have depression, 
uh, postpartum depression, anxiety, things like that. The terrible things that, you know, get the get governments now involved in your treatment and members of your family have had you know this the uh the electric shock treatments and 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 various experimental treatments that you know we you know i, I know i love when people say you know of course we know now it's like you knew then it was inhumane you knew then but it in this country it was it's more than just the racism goes it's so oh my gosh like to the core of the earth deep it goes so deep because even after slavery there was the medical experimentation on our bodies that and the patient is thinking that they're getting you know medical treatment and they're not for instance um Eb Cade he was a black truck driver and secretly he was injected with plutonium uh, that's a substance they used to make nuclear bombs by the way and they wanted to see what was the what was going to be the effect on the body and so they chose this black man to continuously you know uh uh give this to him and meanwhile he's in the hospital thinking oh i'm getting great treatment I'm getting great top-of-the-line treatment. When he figures it out, he, you know, he, he runs away. But dies of a heart attack like eight years later or something at the age of 61. So the people who injected Ed Cade, the, I guess we can call them people for the purpose of this conversation. Um, Ed Cade, Cade, you know, those B's and D's are messing me up. Eb Cade Sir The medical folk Who were injecting This man with plutonium Again It's used to make nuclear Bombs Wanted to see what the effects Of the nuclear bomb were On the human Body They didn't use A pig they didn't use a rat or some of those other things because if they had there'd probably be a movement against testing on animals a very vocal movement because people can see you know they can they can see how that's wrong sometimes quicker than they can see how that's wrong to experiment on a black person so these things are, are close to my heart um, not just because they're in history books but because I know the history of my own family and it's just it's almost like it's such a common everyday thing that you don't you don't even think about you know why Miss Mary is having these issues because Miss Mary went to the doctor and this XYZ thing happened and now you know the way the way they say it where I'm from she ain't been right since 
and that has an impact on us because we don't go to the doctor as frequently as we should but it's because of the very real possibility that medical racism is there to greet us and it so it becomes you know the devil that you know is is just more it's just easier to deal with than what you could ever imagine being you know held captive in medical facilities that have certain um, powers over you if they say certain magic words and I've spoken of that on the site we'll definitely address that again so when you tell me what well, I have to deal with I'm going to call you a mistrator. I'm going to call you a person with this because we want everyone to be included. I, you know what? I'm not unfamiliar with people wanting things from me personally and my family members for supposedly, supposedly now, what is shopped as being the greater good for all human beings. You need to be discomfortable. You need to be dehumanized so that it can benefit the greater good of all. And I, I can do nothing but, my soul can do nothing but reject that with ferocity because we've been there we've done that now let's talk about you know women with disabilities particularly black women Henrietta Lacks I'm going to put some stories about her on our website wesurviveabuse.com and I, I, I've had her on for years actually and I, I it, when it, sometimes I have to take down some content because it gets a little over full um, but I hate taking that down because it reminds us that the most vulnerable amongst us can be you know people have no problem telling us that the most vulnerable must suffer the most vulnerable must be discomfortable be uncomfortable I'm sorry the uncomfortable in order for the greater good of society and you know what I'm tired of that coming across black women black people poor women disabled women and the lot you know so no if it's going to be greater good for all, some other people are going to have to do some of the sacrificing. They're going to have to do some of the discomfort. We, you know, the typical term, listen, we gave and we gave against our will. Down in Mississippi, they called them Mississippi appendectomies. They had more than 8,000 uh, black women in Mississippi and South Carolina were given involuntary, involuntary hysterectomies, removal of their uteruses between the 1920s and listen, not too doggone long ago, the 1980s. 
when they went to see doctors about complaints. They called them Mississippi appendectomies, sterilizing of mothers without their consent. We, we know a great activist who was subjected to that, Miss Fannie Lou Hamer, and, and she, she often, she, she, she never stopped speaking about that. Reproductive uh, rights and health was, was a core foundation of the message of our activist mother, Fannie Lou Hamer. She was right then, she is right today. Someone you may have heard of, the called the father, they called him the father of modern gynecology. It's probably still written in that, that way in millions of textbooks. Mr. J. Marion Sims. He purchased black women slaves and used them as guinea pigs for untested surgical experiments. He performed genital surgery, genital surgery. Can I tell you, if you if you're not a woman, maybe you maybe you're not aware. Our, our, our whole reproductive area that's extremely sensitive. Extremely sensitive. Extremely sensitive. So he repeatedly performed genital surgery on black women. And they had no anesthesia because he decided, what are people still saying to this day in 2021? Black women don't feel pain. We don't feel. Black women don't feel pain. I submit to you. That they knew doggone well. People like J. Marion Sims knew doggone well that black women were women when they did these testing experiments on it and they were told or, say, or, or conferences they went to medical conferences they did all the it was okay because see this is for the greater good of all mm -hmm. you've heard of I, oh I, I, I jumped I'm, yeah we're back Henrietta Lang her cells are still still to this very day cells were taken from Henrietta Lacks without her consent and without her knowledge. And I believe, um, yes, I know, this was do done in Baltimore, John Hopkins Hospital. See, John Hopkins. And they, there was a, a pharmaceutical company that uh, took, you know, obtained her cells. And they were called Hella cell a hella cell line and they use them to do all kinds of experiments and even today a lot of what the benefits that we have were are because of 
Henrietta Lacks. They know how to treat things. They know medications. They know how to get rid of the virus. They know how to do all of things because they took the cells of this black woman in the 1950s. It was a group of black of, of white doctors in John Hopkins in the 1950s. And they were particularly preying upon black women with cervical cancer. And they were cutting away tissue samples from the patient services, cervixes, and, and the patients had no knowledge. And they used these cells to, to develop all kinds of stuff, answer all kinds of questions. The family had to uh, go forward with lawsuits in order to get compensated, of course. Henrietta Lacks was long gone by then, so these are, you know, her surviving family members, what, decades later? Decades later. If you ever want to catch the film, it's great. Oh my goodness, it's a great film. Ooh! Uh, the Immortal, I think it's called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Uh, HBO did that film. Um, and it starred, and she, I'm telling you, she gave she gave one of the best performances of her lifetime. Oprah Winfrey, and Oprah Winfrey portrayed uh, Henrietta Lacks. It it was phenomenal. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, you might want to take a look and, and look at it. With you know, now you know you've gone through some things. Take a look, see how how how, how they treat women. How they treat treated black women? How treated treat women? How they treat black women to this very day? And it's why I am very passionate about saying no. You may not dehumanize. You may not use dehumanizing language to describe women. And no, you cannot. You may not have our silence. For the benefit of your comfort, your comfort now, when it comes to our bodies, these bodies are a blessing. They can do some miraculous, miraculous, miraculous things. And quite frankly, doctors have not figured out the, the end and the all that these beautiful female bodies, whatever shape, whatever size, whatever condition, whatever ability, they haven't, they haven't, they have not nailed it down they they just can't even wrap their own brilliant minds around it and we're talking generation after generation and it's that glorious it's that miraculous whether you have the ability to uh, give birth to a child or not it is still that miraculous what the female body can do just on its own it's very challenging to understand even still and so the conversations around women's health are extremely necessary it helps us it's so it's so many new things to learn about the female body, especially as it grows and it changes and it and it ages and all of those things. Um, it's so much to understand 
that you know talking to one another openly about our challenges only helps us I can tell you that today listen in 2021 we don't have the Oprah shirt and I remember one time going to my gynecologist when Oprah was still on and she was giving me a bit of medical advice and she said and I said yeah I know I've been doing that and she said well how did you know that and I said oh that was on Oprah and she said thank God for Oprah because Oprah used to have these shows they were out there in the open all these shows about y'all know about the poop poop show and all that it's one of the most talked about shows but she also did so many shows around women's health our mental health our physical health and definitely our health stuff we learned you know to be uh, wiser around hysterectomies because it was taught it was four o'clock in the afternoon and we were talking about the necessity of hysterectomies many many years I mean, some of us in our 20s like wow this is really happening they just tell you you need it or or they don't even tell you and they take it out and you know it was amazing we talked about how to you know the the the, the hygiene proper hygiene around our female parts we talked about, let me tell you something, um, when it comes to sexual violence, one of the things we know is that uh, there's there was a study done, uh, it, it, this was with Christian women, and they said Christian women, much like uh, several other religions that they've noticed, don't talk to their doctors about things that really sh that we really need to talk to our doctors about. So now going back to how the Oprah show uh, helped save our lives. It gave us not only, hey, you should be talking about it. It gave us language. It gave us, hey, this body part is medically called XYZ. So when you go in, you can tell the doctor about your, you know, problem that you're having. And here's the language that you use. Because prior to that, we didn't know. There were cool, listen, we weren't walking around not knowing anything. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just talking about more of the pieces of the puzzle was coming together and it just opened up more public dialogue around such things as our, you know, our health, our female health, our breasts. I remember we did a lot. We she did I, she might have done a couple shows about telling us we were wearing the wrong size bras and how to fix that. How to how to you know how to measure and 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 how much we need to invest in a bra or two at least a bra or two. To, she was telling us, listen, for the same money you're buying those discount bras, understand you might not have you know, but go ahead and save up your pennies and get one good bra. And, you know, it was that kind of, you know, it was that kind of thing. So you have something, that, you know, lift you up and put you in the right place. These, it made it safe to have these general open dialogue conversations with other women. And we had language because before, not always did we necessarily know what terms to use. We're not, you know, women are, not, women are, I think women are extremely, extremely intelligent folk. But 
what language could we comp what language could we use that you knew you'd be talking to another woman and she'd probably understand what you're saying because hey she either watched the Oprah show she recorded the Oprah show or she heard about the Oprah show so these are you know this is you know this is something that we're missing in this day um, and, and I hope we get that back where we got to talk about our hygiene, we got to you know make it normal to talk about our 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 health. I remember going to uh, one of my gynecologists and being like, you know, what the heck is the kegel? <laughs> you know what what you know what this kegel muscle and thing that I'm supposed to you know what what is this about? I had not thought to ever talk to my doctor about that. I had problems. I had delivered a baby, so I had bladder issues and, and, you know, the like, the leakage and all of that. But I hadn't ever thought, it just never crossed my mind to have that type of conversation with my doctor. Never. It just, it just didn't, it wasn't even a thought. And I wasn't going to talk about it to anybody else. I was just doing what women do. What do we women do? We just make do. We make do. And so I was doing that unnecessarily. Now I can have those conversations, and now I do. But I do miss, I miss that not being a part of television programming. Um, you know, where, where, where we're talking about women's health openly. Because the female body, you know, I don't care who gets mad about it. I don't care who gets upset. I don't care who wants to deny it. Female body is extremely miraculous. It's it's a miraculous creation, and 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 you know the more we talk about it, the better for all. So anyway, guys, I'm gonna jump out, but I definitely wanted you know. Hopefully, you understand why it is for some of us. You know that those talking points that folks came up with or were fed about you know black women weren't women so I don't know what the result of that was supposed to be because I personally you know I don't know I don't I, my life isn't informed by, 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 by hate talk about my body or about my being or about my life my spirituality it's just not that's not no I I you know the the good is to to acknowledge just like I don't like for people to say I don't see color why not it's beautiful the 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 colors were de of people and the features and the textures and all of that that was divinely created that's beautiful people are a garden that's beautiful if you had a garden would you be like I don't I don't see the different flowers you wouldn't say that ever of course you do and you start talking about all the different ones because they're so beautiful so I see color I see texture I see I see all of these things and the beauty the collective beauty in that and so when you look at me and you say I don't see woman I don't see female you know that's your trip that's 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 for you but it's not for me because who I am, the, the flower that I am, I'm learning every day how beautiful that is. Just incredible. I certainly couldn't have created me, <laughs> you know. 
Wait, you know, I don't accept when people say, you know, I don't see color. That's not someone I'm going to be around, and that's I, I reject that. So to be to to be, you know, I I don't see female. Well, that's you know that's your issue and that's your choice. But it's not something that I embrace. It's not something I support. It's not something you're gonna hear me chant. It's not something you're gonna hear me say because I, I just. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't accept it. I just reject it. So to wrap this up, I'm going to say this. I'm going to post some of the things about, you know, the, the, pre, the, de, the continued actually medical racism and dehumanization. How can you say a person can't feel pain? Wow. So anyway, the dehumanization of peoples, my peoples is a huge reason that I will never be able to accept dehumanization and I will never be able to accept silence around dehumanization never just now I mean just never so all right y'all that's my stuff all right. <laughs> you all have a great one um, I wish you all, you know, more healing, more love, more self-acceptance, more self-growth, and that you get an opportunity to uh, share that with others through action indeed. Maybe some words. All right. Bye, guys. of this historic information uh, I reviewed from African Archives. They can be found at Twitter. It's at African Archives. On Instagram, at African Archives. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Abundant blessings.